Hello and welcome to my podcast, What I Find Funny. My name is Deb Sherritt, and for the next few minutes, I'm going to share with you some of the strange, ironic, or quirky coincidences I've experienced that either made me laugh or just shake my head. People can be funny even when they don't know it, and I try to look for funny every day. On this episode, it's all about my former neighbors, their desire to keep up with the Joneses, and the everlasting impact it had on our lives. Let me explain. We purchased our little slice of heaven 27 years ago. When we moved in, the next-door neighbors seemed very nice and had a lovely dog. A young couple, no kids, and I figured we'd be neighbors for many years. I looked forward to watching the family bloom. Their house was almost exactly the same size as ours. However, ours was on a corner lot, so our houses sat perpendicular to one another. When I look out my kitchen window, I could see directly into their backyard. It wasn't long after we moved in, the young couple moved out and another couple moved in. Their names were Boyce and Vivian. Viv, for short. At first, they seemed quite nice. We had chats across the fence and all seemed well, except for one thing. Boyce seemed to want what others had and he had it bad. When Boyce's neighbor on the other side built a huge front porch with a roof overhang, the next thing you know, Boyce had the same built, only it looked ridiculous to have such a huge front porch on such a tiny house. We said nothing. But when I asked him why such a huge front porch, He literally pointed to his neighbor's porch and smiled. When one of our neighbors cut down a few trees, Boyce began climbing the black mulberry tree in his yard with a chainsaw and took the whole tree down in a day, all while we were hosting a Father's Day party in our backyard. The sight of him up in that tree with that chainsaw, well, (laughs) let's just say I was thinking some pretty nasty things. And in Boyce's brilliance, he didn't stop there. He cut down all the trees in his backyard and bought a patio set with an umbrella. The man had more money than sense. He had some lovely shade trees, but they didn't match the patio set he'd seen his neighbor buy. So Boyce must have it. Later that same year, he planted a willow sapling in the far back corner of his yard, right next to our yard and shed. Now, don't get me wrong. I love a beautiful, bountiful willow tree near a river or lining acres of property as much as the next person, but stuck in the back corner of a suburban yard is something completely different. That tree has grown to such a size, it now blocks the sun from our yard, from our pool, and any of the trees we have. It only took a mere 10 years for the willow to kill our maple tree, and we had to take it down. So far, Boyce and Viv were not winning Neighbor of the Year awards from us. But the final straw came when the neighbor across from us did a huge reno to his house and added a second story. He'd done a nice job, and the house looks lovely. And while I was doing dishes one day... Into Boyce's backyard rolls a front-end digger, which proceeds to break up the newly laid patio stones 
and dig deep down into the ground. I call Honeybunch over and ask, what do you think he's doing now? Honeybunch takes a look and says, he's building rather ominously. Oh, he wasn't wrong. For the next three years, Boyce took a small one-and-a-half-story home and built it into a whopper of a monstrosity. He built such a big house that we had to remove our skylight from our roof because he could see into our house from his bedroom window. As a matter of fact, he lined up the windows so they could see into our home. Oh, and he wasn't finished. I mean, literally, he never finished building the house. Once he got the structure up and got the Tyvek wrap around the house, he left it like that for more than three years. He also built a huge deck off the back of his house that he could now sit on and see into our home through our patio doors. What was with this guy? Apparently a builder by trade, he seemed to not care about how badly the unfinished house looked or that it sat for many years like that. He also didn't seem to care a lot about how much it irked us to now have no view except for Tyvek when we looked out our windows. We ended up putting in frosted window panes on that side so he couldn't see in, but the thing that got to us the most was how enormous this unfinished house was. Like the willow, his house blocked all the sun from the south side of our home and any view of the neighborhood on that side whatsoever. Each spring, summer, and fall, we'd watch as all manner of animals would climb up the now-torn Tyvek wrapping and burrow into the walls. We lived on a dead-end street right next to the ravine, so it's not strange to see raccoons, possums, skunks, and every little rodent you can think of wandering the neighborhood. And most of these became Boyce and Viv's newest roommates, had they not lived next door, Honeybunch and I would have probably been driving by each day to see if any progress was being made, but unfortunately, we didn't need to. We were living the full experience. One summer night, we heard an awful argument coming from next door, and within a week, Boyce and Viv were gone. Unfortunately, the house remained half-finished, eyesore of the neighborhood and the bane of our existence. Honeybunch had chatted with Boyce's neighbor on the other side and found out that Boyce had built the monstrous home for his wife Vivian out of love. Problem was, Vivian wasn't really in love, and when the relationship went sour and the money dried up, the house became their battleground. From what he was told, Honeybunch said, if you think the outside's bad, I hear the insides even worse. I couldn't imagine. Knowing that no act of God was going to come and take this monstrosity away, we resigned ourselves to the fact that the house that Boyce built was here to stay. One summer's afternoon around wine o'clock, Honeybunch raises his glass and says, You know, something that large, built out of love, already exists. He points to his phone and reads, The Taj Mahal was built by the Mughal Emperor Shah Jahan to immortalize his wife Mumtaz Mahal, who died in childbirth in 1631. Honeybunch looks up and says, They have the Taj Mahal, and we have the Taj Maviv.
I'll drink to that. That honey bunch. He's a funny guy. And that's what I find funny. Thanks for joining me today. I hope this episode made you smile and forget about your day for just a moment. Spending this time with you makes my day all the brighter. I encourage you to hit the follow button, hit the like button, leave me a comment, and most importantly, find funny where you can and take care. <laughs>